you've been together for 10 years, we've gone through the ups and downs, like that should matter that piece, you know, not the fact that we're same sex or whatever. But um, I don't know, something kind of funny. I (laughs) remember telling my mom at one point, at the very beginning, like, do you guys remember like old school when like memes kind of first started, there's like funny memes going around about like, all sorts of topics. But one of them was about like same sex relationships. It's like what my mom thinks I'm doing, what my coworkers think I'm doing, what I'm actually doing, you know, it's like different pictures. Yeah. And I remember like sending that to my mom, because of course, it's like outrageous things. And then it's like what I'm actually doing. It's like sitting on the couch watching a movie or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, this is like, so true. Like, that's our real life. Like, we're not like running around doing crazy things. We literally like, hang out with the cats. In partnership with The Morning Chalk Up and part of The Morning Chalk Up Podcast Network, this is the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I am your host and the Clydesdale. My friends are Amy Radowski, Charlie Odie, and Kat Shear. We are here to bring you the best interviews with the biggest personalities in the fitness world and CrossFit from all over the world. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star rating and write a review. It's such a big help to our podcast. And with that, we're on to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. RX Markier Jump Ropes, the best jump ropes in the business. Our title sponsor and such great support from them. You can get your RX Markier Jump Ropes by going to rxmarkier.com. At checkout, use Clydesdale15, all caps, and you can get 15% off your order. Uh, You can buy jump ropes of any color, shape, size, uh, the handles, you can make those whatever you want. You can get the cable at different weights um, and different lengths depending on your height. So check it out at rxmarkier.com. Use Clydesdale15 at checkout and you'll get 15% off your order. That does exclude new additions, new arrivals and special editions. But check that out. Uh, it's a great deal. In addition to that, they're also supporting our hashtag road to a thousand. If you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast, and you have a public profile, every time we hit the century mark with subscribers, we're giving away a brand new RX Mercury jump rope. And Dave Newman, the owner of the company, has promised to throw in a couple extras uh, for that winner. So make sure you go over, subscribe. And uh, you have a public profile and you may be our next winner. Hey, everyone. I got a secret to tell you. There's this really cool company out there called Element 26. We have partnered with them um, and they have some of the coolest equipment on the market for us CrossFitters, lifters, um, strongmen. Uh, So one of the products they have is thumb tape. It is like the best thumb tape on the market. It is flexible and it moves with you. Um, and it is very tacky and sticky. So great thumb tape. Another one of the products that I use and I love are their grips. They are chocolate grips. They are rubberized. And I'm a Clydesdale, right? I'm big. This helps me stick to the bar. I don't move. I can hang for a very long time as a big man with these on my hands. Uh, great for farmer's carries. Um, even my hands are big enough. I can even use these on a barbell if I want to deadlift. Just saying, no chalk, super sticky. Gotta love them. Uh, their website is element26.co. That is element26.co. Go check them out. So many cool products. We're going to keep showing you what they have over the next few weeks, but 
you have got to check this place out because they are constantly innovating um, and see what they have to offer. Um, little hint, check out the belts. They got a really cool concept with the belts. Um, you know that Velcro that always pops? They have a solution. So go check that out, element26.co, element26.co. Trust me, you'll have fun with this. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good. Good, Teresa, nice <laughs> to meet you officially. Hi, nice to meet you, yeah, you too. <laughs> I'm Kat. We've got Scott and Amy. Yes. Hey, welcome. Oh, hello. This has been a hello. long time coming. <laughs> You're telling me. Right? Yeah. So yeah. Certainly probably more for you than for us. No. <laughs> I would imagine. Um, so briefly explain, Teresa, what were you doing today? Why do we have to move this? <laughs> Meeting <'Cause> time? <laughs> yeah, I find it intriguing. Well, I actually clean my grandpa's house for him once a month. And okay. I had scheduled to clean with him and he's like 90. So confusing him is just, you know, try to keep things simple. So when he told me we had the time, I was like, oh shoot, is there any way we could do earlier or later? So I was doing that. I love that you still have a living grandparent because I know it's unusual for people our age and you, know, you guys are younger than us, but still that's kind of cool. Yeah. He's definitely my special person. We're super close. So he's in good shape too. Honestly. He is. He's yeah. in good he shape for 90. Really he looks well. good. Yeah. Very healthy. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Does he do CrossFit? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. He's very like active for his age as far it's as like all natural. But yeah, no. Yeah. No CrossFit for grandpa. <laughs> what what kind of things do 90-year-olds do to stay active in Spokane? I mean, he's just on the go a lot, really. Like he, yeah, he still is. So my grandma passed away some years ago now. So he's been on his own for a while and he's still in the same house and like just maintain stuff and lots of yard work and He's on the go with my uncle a lot, like nothing specific in like the active realm, but he's okay. moving all the time. Yeah. That's great. Does he still drive? Just, he does. He still yeah. drives and yeah, everything. So I think uh, also what keeps him going is just like your guys' big family. Yeah, it's true. My family's huge and yeah. we're always doing something. There's something always going on. So I love it. So yeah. we got a chance to learn a lot about E in the last uh, interview that we did. And we know we have some updates from you, E, on some things that have been going on, <laughs> but we really also want to take time to get to know Teresa um, <laughs> and you guys as a couple, because we've heard the story about how you guys met, but really just from E's side of the story. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we would love to hear it from you. Um, just, how we broke just, a bunch of rules. Yeah. Tell us all <laughs> about that. I know we didn't, but. A bunch of rule breakers. So yeah, we met at Paul Mitchell school. I am a hairstylist. I've been doing hair for like 17 years. And um, part of my career, I spent six years teaching for Paul Mitchell schools. I was like their education leader. So I ran the school side of education. So I was in charge of like the education for the students and making sure my staff was trained up and like all of that stuff. And so the director at the time, uh, my boss, he's like, was like the head of the school we were uh, have at an event, Paul Mitchell Schools fundraise for like three months out of the year for various charities. And we met E at a fundraising event and kids face yep. yeah. And so we both like later that day was like, she's really cool. Like, I feel like she'd fit in with the culture and like, we need someone for the front desk. Let's just poach her. And so that's what happened. We poached her for a job and she came to work with us at the school. So that's how we originally met. And then the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> not really yeah it was a little sticky for a while because I was her boss basically so yeah there was some <laughs> yeah. some ground rules that had to be set and I was very much like into my career at the time and didn't want to like ruin that so 
I totally am a rule follower. So I like sat down with my boss and was like, so we kind of like each other. Is this going to be a problem? What next? And they were okay mm-hmm. with it. So with some ground rules, like I said, at the job, but yeah, that's how, that's how it happened. Were, had you had prior relationships before E? Not serious ones. Yes. So actually I was serious. not serious with women. I should clarify. Okay, yeah, that's kind of what I meant. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How did, so how I was that married- all? Evolve. Yeah, I was married really young at like 22 to a man and that just didn't work out just super young and just kind of the things you typically hear about as far as like, yeah, not ready and all of those kind of things at such a young age. I had had different, um, they weren't relationships, but flings prior to him, like in beauty school. And then like I said, I met Nick. And so then that part happened for, that was like five years. And then after E, uh, or sorry, after Nick, before E, my divorce happened and I kind of went a little crazy, if I'm being honest. And so there was all sorts of things that happened in those few years. You were young though, right? But yeah, I was like 23, 24. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, but nothing serious, no serious relationships. So just kind of flings here and there on both sides, men and and women. And how about you when you met Teresa? (laughs) What was your, what was your relationship past like? Oh, um, well, I didn't, I'm like a gold star. So, you know, gold star. No, I don't. <laughs> so I've never, what does that mean? so I've always known that I've liked women, I mean, since like sixth grade. Um, okay. So I tried to play along in like high school and have a couple of boyfriends, but just so that no, so I could slide under the radar, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but yeah, after, so I was 18 after I graduated, then I came out. And so then after that, I just had um I had quite a few girlfriends through college but just like very short term there was only like one really long serious one um that was like a couple of years in college Mm -hmm. and then after that just short and then ever since I met Teresa like I mean yeah we've been together now almost 10 years it'll be 10 years at the end of this month so yeah I always tell people like my story is very different from like I think traditional like coming out stories like people say they know from really young ages or whatever but I just I came from a very like Christian family and I knew like in high school and stuff, I had some, you know, moments where I was like, oh, that girl's really pretty. I shouldn't think of her in that way. Like I knew there was like weird feelings and I just never uh, entertained the idea because of growing up super religious and things like that. So well, you basically I, told you're going to go to hell. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, so how <laughs> I, mean, I was, that's what I was told. I was told like, yeah, I, that's a sin and I would go to hell. And I was like, oh my mm. gosh, like, I'm so sorry, God, like, please don't, I don't want to go to hell. Yeah. And then, and then get, as you get older, you realize like, that's, I don't, that's not how I really view my relationship with God. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Teresa, so, so how yeah, did your same, family respond when you, when you shared with them that you had feelings for E? Um, (laughs) so we were hanging out for a really long time before we, yeah, before we started actually dating and we like had Sunday fun days, we called it. So like legit as friends, we would just hang out almost like every Sunday and just do stupid things or go to lunch or yeah. Randomness, (laughs) maybe not so stupid things that we We did. Yeah. And so there was a point where my sister was like, what is going on? You guys spend like every Sunday together. Like I'm not stupid. And I'm just like, no, like we're totally just friends. And which was true at the time. Like there was never anything like, yeah. Yeah. We were just hanging out. I mean, I just enjoyed her so much. Yeah. We We both said that all the time. So I was Mm -hmm. like, it's fine. Like we're just hanging out. We just get along well. And 
Um, and then specifically it was one day me, so I'm very close with my family. I, um, it's just my mom's side of the family. My dad's been out of the picture for many years in my life. So we're, we're all very close. Me and my siblings and then my mom's whole side of the family. And so we got together for lunch one day, me and my mom and my sister, like during her lunch break. And yeah, I'll never forget. We were sitting in like a Mexican restaurant and my sister like just called me out and was like, you guys are dating, aren't you? I know you are. And I just was like, oh, like I don't lie well at all. I'm not a good liar. And I just was like, well, we just started dating like truthfully. And so my sister was just kind of like, I knew it. And my mom was definitely taken back a little bit. Um, again, I think most parents when you're raised in like a Christian family kind of are. And so yeah, there was definitely some growing pains as far as with my mom and um, some tough conversations. But yeah, now everything is great. And my siblings were always just we always say we're like ride or die, like no matter what, we can like okay. agree to disagree, but we always have each other's backs. Like, I mean, and they all were like, whatever, like if that's, you know, if you're happy, I love you and that's all that matters. And so, yeah, so a little bit of growing pains at the beginning, but they grew to love you right away. Like, and Lori's like my mom. Yeah. Like I don't see my mom often, so Lori's like my mom. Yeah. Like um, they, close. yeah, it was hard. It's hard. E is such a nice, amazing person. And obviously Aww. I know I'm biased, but it's hard to, <laughs> I feel like anybody who meets her like knows that. So it's hard to just not like her. So I think that's kind of what happened. She just like won the family over. So he had talked about how her relationship with God changed. She understood that it was different than what she was taught as a kid. How did your family who was very staunch and very religious, how did they switch over time? Um, yeah, I think that kind of um, everyone's faith journey is a little different, but uh, I think when you talk to someone on a personal level about their significant story or, you know, as they got to know E and I, and um, I can't really speak for them and like how their perspective changed. Like, I think that they definitely still have opinions, but they accept us for who we are. And, you know, again, we just kind of all move forward in our own journey. But I know that for me personally, the God that I know is about love and he loves everybody. And there's numerous occasions of the, these stories told about how God reaches out to the darkest of people and in the depths of things. And he uses those people for really important jobs. And so, you know, I think when you take your own personal journey into your hands, that's when you really grow as a person. And so that's what I did. I know that's what he did. And we're stronger for it. Like I've always said, like I'll, I'll, my mom, my sister, family, whoever friends, like I'll never let anyone tell me what my relationship with God should be. Like that's between me and God. And so I think that I'm steadfast in that. And that's really all that matters. Like you can't really argue with someone who's telling you how they feel, you know? I think also just as the years have gone by, cause I said, it's been like 10 years now. So it's growing pains and it's been slow and everything is great and dandy. But I think over time, especially at the beginning, it was kind of like, it was undeniable seeing how much we love each other and that we are good people and that we do, that we have good hearts and that we do love God. And I think that it took them a minute to be like, wow, he is really good for Teresa. She, this is the happiest she's ever been. They you know, those types of things. Like you can see a toxic relationship and then you can see one that it's like meant to be, you know? And I think over time it was, I think they started recognizing that more and more and more. Well, and sometimes I think too, just 
you know, not just with my family, but I think a lot of times these situations happen where they, you know, people say silly things like, okay, well, that's fine if you guys want to do that, but just, you know, try not to like have PDA in front of the kids or like, you know, people say silly things like when you're in like, a new you relationship. Don't have no PDA either, I don't want to watch that. Yeah. So like when you start pointing out little things like that, like I don't want to see my sister and brother-in-law doing that. You know what I mean? Like, why would we do it? They're not either. So I think it try it brings down the the craze sometimes of like silly things that I don't know people think same sex couples do I don't know it's just kind of silly so well, and there's stereotypes out there for like all different kinds of groups of all different kinds of people right and so some of the stereotypes can be make people feel not afraid but they're not so sure about like how to act or what to say and so like it takes time for people to get to know you and just be like oh they're just regular people like there's nothing weird it's not it's not weird so it's just like it takes them time to feel okay themselves and then it's better so. yeah and and it's not to say that people of a different faith still don't have the same beliefs that they had before it's totally just except yeah. you guys for yeah. who you are right yeah. it doesn't mean yeah. that they yeah. still don't hold those thoughts you know you, you can have both yeah yes. absolutely in your head because that, yeah. that is tough and I, I think with with sexuality too and because we call it sexuality like it's just people think of it as sexual, you know, like that that's mm -hmm. the only piece of it, you know, it's like, right. you think like two guys that are gay, like they're constantly like having sex and, you know, like that's <laughs> what they're doing or women, the same thing. And that's just not, mm -hmm. you know, that's no. like such a yeah. very small part, especially if you've been together 10 years, like I've been with my husband yeah. almost 20 years, like right. that's a very yeah, small yeah. part. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, of, and we take pride in that. Like, I don't know how many times I've said in my family or to my friends, like we, I, I, that's something I'm proud of that we've been together for 10 years. Like people are so quick to separate and divorce and stuff. And I mean, I know from my own experience and you know, that's something I'm always like, I'm so proud that we've been together for 10 years. We've gone through the ups and downs. Like that should matter that piece, you know, not the fact that we're same sex or whatever, but um, I don't know, something kind of funny. I <laughs> remember telling my mom at one point at the very beginning, like, do you guys remember like old school when like memes kind of first started there's like funny memes going around about like all sorts of topics but one of them was about like same-sex relationships and it's like what my mom thinks I'm doing what my coworkers think I'm doing what I'm actually like doing pictures. you know and it's like different oh, pictures yeah and I remember like sending that to my mom because of course it's like outrageous things and then it's like what I'm actually doing it's like sitting on the couch watching a movie like, or whatever yeah and I'm like this is like so true like that's our real life like we're not like running around doing crazy things we literally like hang out with the cats <laughs> <laughs> right yeah yeah so I've, I've always I have two things one is it, uh, for people that if you don't believe in gay marriage don't marry a gay person that's my one mantra sure. right? don't, don't no sure. one's forcing you to do that <laughs> right. um and and you know that when I hear people say like um same-sex relationships like are the downfall of marriage or, you know, something like that. I said, actually like divorce is really the downfall of marriage. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Not, it's so not true. And, yep. and no offense yeah, to anyone who's been divorced either, but it's just like, no, yeah. People get, I mean, honestly, somebody that could say that just, I guess they've probably never met somebody or a couple like me and Teresa. Like I cannot imagine being with anybody else. Like we are so perfect for each other. We have so much fun. She's completely my other half. And like, I know from my experience and I'm maybe you guys too, but like my coworkers, sometimes I talk to them about their significant others or their spouses and listen to their relationships. And it, it's a lot of times it's like very disconnected. They don't enjoy spending time together. And I'm like, Oh, like I always want to spend time with Teresa. Like I always want to be with her. Yeah. You know, true. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, I think marriage is something that does, has been a little, you know, lost in the, in our time frame. you know, things like, just like you said, it's not divorce isn't something easy. That's something that's was probably one of my biggest hurdles that I've gone through as an adult. Like it wasn't something I was proud of. And um, even though it was mutual and it needed to happen and I'm so glad it led me to E, like all of that came out on the brighter side, but I still took marriage and that very important, those vows, you know? And so that was really rough. And I watched my parents get divorced, which is not something nobody wishes for that to happen. I think people forget that. Like nobody grows up and is like, I can't wait to get married at 22 and divorced by 23. Like that's <laughs> not what people are saying. And so it's, it was a big learning, big learning and growing phase. But like I said, it came out mm-hmm. for the better and all the, all yeah. the good things came from it. I do too. you want to say one thing about just like us still loving Jesus? Um, Cause we've had people reach out to us and ask us like, how can you be gay and still love God? Like, how does that work? And I'm just like, well, the best way and the easiest explanation for me to say is I'm not going to let somebody take my salvation from me. So Mm -hmm. when somebody tells me you can't be gay and you can't be a Christian, it's like, they're telling me I have to choose one. And I'm like, well, I absolutely, I, I love this human being so much. I will be miserable. Like I would just have to be alone. Like I'd be miserable. I'm not going to get married to a man. I would just be alone the rest of my life if that's what I had to choose, right. To be, to be a Christian. And I'm like, but at the same time, I'm not going to be like, well, I'm going to stay with you, but I'm not, I'm going to shun God away so that I can just choose one. So I'm like, I'm not doing that. You can still live a good, wholesome life and believe in Jesus Christ and know that he died for your sins and believe that feel so humble to be like, he has, he's died for me, whatever my sins are and die for you, whatever your sins are. The difference is sometimes mine are easy to distinguish, right? Mine are on the outside. So people can pick and point at me, but I'm not going to let them take my salvation from me. I still know that I still know where I'm going, no matter what somebody wants to say. So, yeah, I just want to say that for anybody that's listening (laughs) about those types of things. (laughs) That's a good message. So what made you decide to get married then? You know, I think we always knew we were going to get married like very early on. We just waited a couple reasons. One, first it was me because I had been divorced and done that. And I knew I didn't want to do it. I, not that I didn't want to get married again. I knew I didn't want divorce again. And so I wanted to make sure that if I was going to get married again, that it was definitely right. And so I think just growing for me, because like I said, I was, that was true. I was married at 22 and divorced by 23. Um, and so I was still, you know, young. So I just didn't really wasn't ready to rush into it once E and I started dating as far as like marriage goes, but it was, you know, two, maybe three years max that we were like, no, we're definitely going to get married, but I, we don't know when. And then I think somewhere in the middle, the, the shift happened. I think I was ready. And then I think he wasn't really ready at the time. Well, so there's four years difference between us. Yeah. And so I feel like I was playing catch up with and you. I'm the older one. So, <laughs> so I, I think I was playing catch up a little bit with my maturity um in like being more like grown up and like having you know whatever uh but so when I was ready I think I was kind of young and Teresa was kind of being mature being like I don't know like maybe we should like slow it down like think about things and I was like okay that's fine like but we'll probably get married and then it was like time went on and then Teresa was like okay I'm ready I'm like well I'm still kind of growing now I think that maybe we should wait you know like I'm like things are happening in my life and then I think we were just finally at the same point like I felt like 
I could take care of us financially. Like I had gotten a good job. I started working in jail. Like, I don't know. I felt like I could provide security for Teresa and for me. And so then I was like, I feel totally ready. And I just and then, hope she does too. Like time just passed too. Like before you knew it, we were like, oh my gosh, it's, you know, it's not like it's we were like, oh, it's been know. three years. It's been four years, it's been five years. Like we just, life was passing because we were enjoying life and having a good time together. And before you knew it, it was like, yeah, eight years or something. Yeah, it was like, like, no, Whoa. it's like six, six yeah. or seven years by the time like I proposed because we've been, it will be married three. Yeah. And yeah. And I had no clue when she proposed. I had no clue it was coming like at all. So <laughs> yeah. what, did, what did you do? Eh? How'd you do it? Um, so Teresa knows me so well. <laughs> she does. And I'm a terrible liar. So I was like, okay, I have to think of something that's kind of like half true and I'll only be lying for the good of what I'm going to do. <laughs> so there was a girl that was like, um, at the box and she was also a photographer and it takes beautiful photos. And so I was like, okay, what if like, I'll get the ring and everything. And I like went and designed it. Um, I knew kind of what she wanted and I like add a little flair to it, but you know, I'm like an artist. So I was like, okay, we got this. She's going to love it. So then I told Danica, I was like, could you like pretend that you're gonna like take our photo? This is the only way this worked. But she, but I was like, oh wait, Teresa's too smart because she'll be like, no, why are we paying? I don't, we don't need to pay for photos. We need to like worry about our bills. And like she's all like responsible. So I had to be like, Danica asked me if she could take our photo for her portfolio for free because she just really wants some photos for her portfolio. And what was my answer? Why would she want to take pictures of us? I was like, weird, <laughs> what? I was like, just, you know, we're just helping a friend out. I was like, that's weird, okay. So I told Danica, I was like, listen, if she contacts you, this is the story. And she's like, okay, totally. And she was like, totally in on it. I was like, thank you, Danica. And I totally did contact her. I mean, I am self-employed. So for, on a business side, I was like, okay, I know well, like, this is your work. Like, this is for your portfolio. Like, do you have a vision? Like, do you want to swear something specific? Like, I totally was asking her these questions. because I'm thinking if that was me, like, I would want to have a say in like, my business portfolio me like what should I say and I'm like just go <laughs> just pretend like whatever and so then I remembered that, that so we silly. had like everything planned we were supposed to like Danica like pick the location right and so I was like okay Danica says we're gonna go to this location and she's like okay and Teresa we're like trying to get ready for this photo shoot and she instead of just like picking something she wants to wear right because she doesn't know she's she's like in the back like I don't know. Will Danica like what I'm wearing? Is she, because this is for her, you know, this is her portfolio. And I'm like, it's okay, man. Like, whatever you pick, just why don't you pick something like you feel comfortable? And she's like, oh, I don't know. Like, it's, and she kept being like, Danica, Danica. And I was like, Danica's not going to care. <laughs> so then we finally decide on an outfit and we like go off uh, to, to this location, which is actually not too far from where we live, just like, um, probably about about a mile and a half because I go running up, up over there so we like kind of hike up a little ways and the whole thing was Danica was going to take some photos of us and then when Danica was going to give me like a a code word so that we both knew like this is it like make sure you get photos for this thing um so she says whatever the code word was that we decided and she on. like backed away which I didn't even notice yeah she's she like, like I'm just gonna like go up like kind of like up on this we had some like so privacy get, like, some, too yeah like get the like the sky and it was like fire season so the sky was like pink which was like beautiful um and then I just proposed right then and there and Teresa had no idea and I'm like oh. crying like a baby because people were like 
Were those staged? Those photos are staged. We're like, no, those are real photos. Like we got the moment. <laughs> like you cried that hard. I'm like, yes, I'm an empath. I just started sobbing. It's fine. <laughs> I said some it. sort of speech. I can't remember, but it was okay. It was yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. Um, you guys did a really cute Instagram series in advance of your wedding when you were taste testing. Was it cupcakes? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yep, let's that's so let's funny. revisit because I want to know what you ended up picking. Do you even remember oh. the flavor of the Oh pies? yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tell everyone explain everyone what that was all about because that was adorable. So this is actually something that E started. She okay, yeah. so I'll tell you guys something about E that most people don't know. <laughs> even though she is into major fitness and health, she has the biggest sweet tooth of anyone that I know. She loves sweets. It's certain kinds. It has to be something specific or, you know, it's really good. And she'll go on like different like phases of things. But so that started she's on cookies right now. Yeah. She's on cookies right now. So that started because we were trying to figure out stuff for the wedding. And <laughs> when E is tr tr eating things, she really likes, she becomes like <laughs> next top chef. She has like all the, yeah, all the food critic things. She <laughs> says all the words and I'm just like, who are you right now? Like what? And so we'll, we'll totally go back and forth and banter about like, well, I think this is better and this is why. And it's always never has enough salt for her. Like there's just always things. Right. So anyway, so she decided like we should video this while we taste test for the wedding. So that's just how it randomly started. And we've, we've done a couple other ones too, with some friends and just kind of funny, but. And I love to like take videos and like cut videos. And I'm very I don't know a lot about it. I just do what I can do like on my phone. And I, I know you can do a lot more now, but I don't know that much. But that was kind of the idea. I was having fun like cutting yeah, together videos. Silly. And I told her, I was like, listen, we're gonna taste test and I'm gonna like cut it together and then like we'll put it out. So yeah, it became really funny. Like, okay. And I was like, okay, just sit down and we're gonna like just talk about things. <laughs> and I'm thinking like, like we're together. gonna eat cupcakes on camera. Like what is happening <laughs> right now? But whatever but yeah so we did we picked oh yeah <laughs> so so the choices for the wedding we did a two-tier cake and then we did like five different flavors of cupcakes so we did oh, yeah. your portion of the cake was chocolate salted caramel chocolate salted caramel and mine was supposed to be I'm a chocolate baby I say supposed to be because it was they got it wrong it was supposed to be a pink champagne cake with a raspberry puree in the it middle was so good that was so good but what we ended up getting was, was not some, that some sort of like hot pink like cake batter Dr. Do you, Seuss like, do you like cut right. into it and we're like oh god what is that that's not what we ordered <laughs> yeah and then we ordered like I, there was like four other flavors though we did like a red velvet and a, okay so for like the cookies for everybody to have yeah. we ended up picking um uh peanut butter chocolate yeah, peanut, peanut butter, butter that's one of our favorite um we did cookie dough mm -hmm. and then i think we did inside out cookie dough yeah yep, that's right there was like two other ones because we picked like a red velvet yeah i think a red velvet too yep yeah sweet frostings is the name of the place the we use one. like locally here in spokane so yeah it was like four or five different cupcake flavors but yeah, it was super yeah. fun to follow along with. It made it me want funny, cupcakes yeah. every time I watched. <laughs> it's like right now. It's like now when everyone it. everyone does those crumble cookie reveals. Oh yeah, that's that what she's really, on right now. It's so good. Do you so have a crumble near you, E? Coeur d'Alene. Coeur d'Alene. So we live like right on the border between Washington and Idaho because that's where Spokane is. Uh -huh. We just have to. It's like twenty five minutes. Not even really. Yeah. Twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah into like where the where the crumble is. All right. So Sometimes the closest one to me is like ninety minutes away. And my oh, daughter shoot, tortures yeah. me every week. She sends me the flavors. And she and I, oh, yeah. we live together. And she's like, mom, road trip. 
<laughs> yeah, E downloaded you the app on her phone. Flavors. I, that's, that's my downfall. I mean, it gets yeah. you. She downloaded the app and I was like, worst idea ever. She'll literally text me randomly and be like, babe, check out the flavors. And I'm like, shut it off. We're not going to get cookies. I mean, their advertising so good. Like you get on and you see all the flavors and like zooms in and like crispy and crumbly. <laughs> yep. And you're like, how can I not want one of these? <laughs> so I hate delicious. to break this up, but I have no idea what you're talking about. Schweitzer, come on. Oh, um, <laughs> they're good. You got to find one somewhere. So there's one near us. I'll there's tell you where it is. one in Nashville because, like, Shane and Tia show their crumble cookies all the time. And, like, Sydney Wells oh, and I will they go are back and good. forth, like, week after week with what the did, flavors. They're delicious. Have you guys, have you guys had the Oreo one? The Oreo yes. Cookie? Yes. That one's to die for. That one's so good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So oh. funny. Yeah. Have you what guys you ever the had the, um, the big fat weird cookie? Fat, fat weird cookies? Mm -mm. that's what it's called mm -mm. they're on instagram they do they're all mail order so they're not oh. i don't know where they are but they're like actually side balls oh interesting like yeah stuff inside like you cut open and there's stuff inside they have like a chocolate chip with caramel and a s'mores and all all kinds of flavors those i've gotten those before and they're really good you just have to like nuke them for like 30 seconds okay. you know to get them nice and squishy Actually, I had a coworker tell me about those. I remember her like ordering them, and I was like, "Well, how much do you pay for one of those cookies?" And it's not oh inexpensive. They're expensive, kind yeah. of. Well, either yeah, are crumble cookies or cupcakes nowadays. Crumble I mean, they're all I like. Crumbles, I, mean, I mean, like for three to four fifty a thing is normal. I feel like. Yeah. I mean, anymore we go there. Yeah, you spend like thirty bucks. It's like whatever. Yeah, it's cookies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you guys get? We got the cookie cutter. Oh, <laughs> That's how you get, know we're real fans. Oh, for the crumble. <laughs> Yeah, you can't eat a whole one, so we like split, you know, because yeah, you want to yeah. try them all. So it's like we quarter them. Yeah. Yeah, we yep. quarter them. And now they have this like cutout where you can just like quarter it and it just like cuts it. Do you know what I use? A knife. <laughs> I know. So do we, but I had to have the cutter. It was totally me. <laughs> like, this is this is how it goes. Okay, who's gonna cut the cookie? Yeah. Trace is like, you cut the cookie because because if you get the bigger half, then you're gonna be upset. Or like I get the bigger half, you're gonna be upset. I'm like, okay. no, let's be true honest. The so way this so started. Then it goes like this, and it's like, and then we have to like look at it and you're like, okay, well, which one do you want? I don't care. I don't no, care. we have to tell the backstory. E says I can't cut anything straight. I'm a hairdresser. <laughs> I can cut hair straight, but make me cut a straight line on a piece of paper or whatever. She's like, babe, what are you doing? You can't cut anything straight. And so that's where the argument happens. Like you're if I cut like, it, you better cut one side is bigger. Yeah. Not so then we, the I got scale. the cutter. Get the scale. Yeah, exactly. Get the scale. <laughs> <laughs> So when I saw they had a cutter, I was like, I need that. Put it on the order. <laughs> that is a legit accessory for your cookies, for sure. I approve. <laughs> I think a knife works great. Though. Yeah. Um, so, Teresa, I want to hear your take on your quick little move to California. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Again, we talked to E about it, but love to get your perspective on that. And just remind, you remind everybody what we're talking about. Yeah. So we went to, so we lived here in Spokane. And at the time I was offered to take a job at a Palmetto school in California. Um, and Ian and I both love Spokane, but I've always wanted to try to move. And so it sounded logical because I already had a job and they actually offered E a job too. So we were like, you know what, why not? Like we have jobs, let's give it a try and let's move down to LA. <laughs> Right, I like love, what everybody says. I kind of picked that area because my I had visited so many times because my dad lives in California, and so it seemed like a comfortable place to move that I had some sort of familiarity with. Yeah, so we did. So we moved, and it was from literally day one of pulling out of 
our house here and starting the drive there, it was just chaos. <laughs> we drove down, not having a place to live. We figured, oh, it's got to be like Spokane. There's apartment complexes everywhere. We'll just find somewhere. It's a big city. It's not going to be that problem, you know, big of a problem. And so we did, we went on our way and we drove and we totally had car trouble along the way. We had to call my uh, brother-in-law on the side of the road to help us with the car on the, on the way down. We hadn't even made it there yet. I was like, I'm a real mechanic in here. Like, fixing yeah, just crazy. Okay, what do I do now? And then we get to LA and I'm thinking, or we lived in actually Pasadena, where, which we had no clue that we had landed in such a great area. I feel very fortunate. That's where we landed. Yeah, it was beautiful. And the school was in Alhambra, California, the Palmetto school that we worked out, so, worked at. So not so far from Pasadena, but um, we got there and we were in a hotel and I think I had budgeted like a week of hotel just in case we couldn't find somewhere to live. And I was hoping we'd find somewhere like within two days. And that was a disaster. It literally was like, yeah. So moving, or I feel like it was like what you see in the movies. Like you see crazy things and it was, we would go to apartments and they were just like outrageously expensive. And there's like urine on the floor. And I'm just like, what is happening? Or we went into like a, I probably like a lower income area. And it just was like, almost $2,000. Yeah. Like Which very expensive. Us, yeah. We live like Spokane is like a beautiful place to live. And the cost of living is, I mean, for $2,000, you could get like a beautiful apartment. Like It was like, yeah. But one of the places we went to was like, I mean, yeah, I was like, are we in like a hip hop movie right now? It was like chain fences. And oh, yeah. we're like walking through and there's a dog like, <laughs> yeah, like dogs barking and children <laughs> crying. And I'm just like, what is happening? Like, and, like, I don't know if I want to live here. Like, I was really nice. We really did contemplate that area though. But, <laughs> and then we happened to be driving by some road we didn't even know where we were at right this all new area and we found this tiny little sign in a window of an apartment that was available and so we called the guy right away and he was like yeah I'll come down to my office you guys can sign the papers right now and again that's like weird but this was actually after a week we had looked for somewhere for a week and we were like out on our last night of the hotel and I was like panicking like what are we gonna do like we need to find somewhere to live like now the, the reason why it was so hard was I don't know about where you guys live but where we live there's apartment complexes everywhere, but oh, there's yeah. like a stay in like manager, like, like an office you can walk into at any and time, work like eight hours or whatever, just like a radio ship. But you can like stop in during the day hours and be like, hi, like we're new. Like, can we get like, do you guys have any apartments available? Or like you could call and talk to somebody and you couldn't do any of that, which was the craziest thing to us. Cause like, and we drove around and drove around. We could not talk to anybody. We couldn't find anywhere to live. So we're like, how do people find the place to live here? So that was yeah, there was like difficult. no, yeah, there was like no on-site managers or anything. Again, which yeah. just like she said, we were used to, and so that was very we just like complicated. Praying, like, Please God, like we have to start work like in two days. We have to find something by tomorrow. Please, yeah, like help us find something. We did. We got into this apartment, and it was so small, like a one-bedroom, one-bath apartment. Like two people could barely stand in the kitchen. Small. It happened to be in Pasadena, and it was across from like a private, a private school, an yeah, elementary school. school. Um. And yeah, we moved in the night before we had to start work the next day. And so we literally moved in and opened a box the next morning and like went to work the, the next day. Like yeah, it was crazy. And then the school was good. I mean, we had a good time. I, I loved teaching the students at the time. And so it was fun to meet all the kids and all of that. And I mean, LA is fun. It's a fun place to visit. It just was really tough to live there. It was so expensive and we just work to live and that is not something I ever want to do. And so we, nope. it was short lived because we just both felt like we were just working so hard to 
barely pay rent, you know, groceries get by. I mean, we definitely had moments of like, where do we find the cheap groceries? Where do we like find cheap gas? Like we had to like literally plan out to the penny. What if all these other people probably shop that don't have money too? There has to be a place around here. So I remember us like finding a place and I was like, aha, these are the, this is where we shop. Many (laughs) adventures. We got like very creative with like, I mean, I don't want to say creative, but very, um, thrifty with food and like yeah so it was a very big learning curve but it was literally just talking about this the other day I was like do you remember like when we lived because we always talk about do you remember when we lived in California (laughs) because that was like probably the one of the lowest points in our relationship because it was just so hard to live there and like she said we had no money for anything so I think I told you guys this guy or this the last time we only had enough gas to like go to work and we couldn't go anywhere else the only, the one place else that we could go to was church. Yeah, we, we would go church, to, yeah. we'd go to church on Sundays and then we would come home and we couldn't like drive anywhere else. Like we couldn't do anything. But I we talked like, about California and I was like, do you, babe, do you remember like back in California? I'd have to be like, we could only grate the cheese. Like if I was gonna make <laughs> yeah. if I was making like scrambled eggs and we wanted cheese on our scrambled eggs, it had to be like four grates. It could be anything else, and we couldn't make it through the week. So I'd be like, one, two, okay, that's enough. Like <laughs> she's like, oh my gosh. But there was also a point where, like, I come oh, home. and we paid for gym membership. We still found money to do oh, that. Yeah, we did. That we was like, to. yeah, that was like the Friday, like a gym. Because it was mental health too. You know? Yeah, like you have right. to. But yeah, so it was it was good and bad. Like there were, like I said, lots of growing phases, and I feel like for myself, I learned a lot about myself. Again, not being with my family and not feeling like I can you know, call my mom if I need help or my grandpa, like I said, has been a huge role model in my life. And so he's always been there to help us. And if we've ever needed support or been the bind or whatever. And so it was the one time that I was like, nope, you got to adult on your own and you can't just call people and get bailed out basically. And so we learned a lot about just like who we are and what you, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. Like at one point I come home, Teresa's in the bathtub scrubbing the pots and pans. I'm like, (laughs) what are you doing? She's like, our sink is clogged and they can't come. <laughs> it's like, fix it. She's just like in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the, like disposal. Like, okay, that's what we got to do. Like, yeah. It was just like all the things too, that you don't wish to happen. Like we moved into this new apartment and like two months in the disposal is broken. I'm like, well, that's not our fault. We just moved in. Like I haven't even put anything down the disposal. And they're like, well, it's your problem now. Find someone to fix it. And I'm just yeah. like, cool. So, so, so then ask. it was like weeks. So I have to ask, because my wife and I went through a very similar situation when we moved to Florida, uh, where we were dirt poor and couldn't afford anything. It strengthened our relationship so much because all we had was each other. (laughs) Did you, did you have the same experience? We had a little bit of a roller coaster, actually. Ours was, I feel like ours was a little bit the opposite. Yeah, it sounds like it was a test. So crazy. Yeah, it was a test. test. (laughs) Well, the thing is, we... I think it was we rose above it after I think it made us stronger yeah. after but we, during not so we much. realized we're like I know we wanted to move down here but it's not what we thought it was and it's not helping our relationship and I love you so much I don't think that this is something that we should stick it out and do I think that we didn't realize how good we had it in Spokane uh, I think we should move back and we were both like I think so and just for us and it was you know I was like let's just do it and so we just decided to move back and we moved back with even less things, mm-hmm. but like made it back. We were just like, if we can make it back, like it's going to be okay. And it was like, yeah, it was like, actually, yeah, definitely a test in a different way because mm-hmm. unfortunately we, my job was very, um, oh, yeah. very busy and very stressful. And 
I had a lot on my shoulders at the time. And then being into a new school, they were expecting a lot from me. And they were expecting me to do what I did up in Spokane at that school, at this school, because they were struggling a little bit. And so I just think the stress of everything and then the stress of moving and then all the hiccups we were having, it just magnitude and we can, all the bad. And we had a trouble finding any light and good because we couldn't even, couldn't do anything. we tried to go to a movie one night, like, let's just do something fun. And I literally was like, are you kidding me? Like the movie theater was like 32 bucks a person. I'm like, where are you going to park? Yeah, I paid a park. I was like $32 for a movie. Like in Spokane, it was like $9. You know, something like we are going to spend like $90 if we got popcorn. Like I was like, just like, we can't even do this. So there was just so like, many things. Yeah, it was crazy. It? <laughs> right. What do they, what do they do yeah. for a living? Right. Yeah. So, no. Or How just like do not hair. have a bunch of people in a house. Like it was yeah. not, it was a little under a year. It was like it was seven no. months. Yeah. It was like six or seven months. Yeah. That's it. And when was and this? I was like, get me home. When was it? Um, yeah. So this was in. Like oh gosh, CrossFit? I got things back. Oh yeah. oh yeah, 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 yeah. Before CrossFit. Yeah, because I only started. I started CrossFit probably like five years ago now. Yeah, you're on like five. So yeah, it was it was like right because you got into CrossFit pretty much when we got back. Yeah. So yeah. No, not it was like right before. I, it was right after I started at the jail, and I've been at the jail like six years. Oh yeah. So yeah. Yep. Was so. it so? Yeah. Did you feel like the pressure was lifted when you finally made that decision to move home? And were you guys both like secretly trying to stick it out, like trying not to look weak with the other one? Like, all right, maybe we can do this. And like, was that hard? Or no, I think much I think we both like this knew. sucks. We need to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> something I don't know if you guys know, but E and I are both Gemini's too. Like, and oh. so we have, we also kind of have similar personality traits with some things. And so I think we can read each other very well. So we both knew we were both just like miserable. And so it was just like, done. Yeah, yeah. we're done. We got to, we need to go back home. Yeah. Like I thought the grass was going to be greener on the other side. Right. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize how good we had it in Spokane. And now literally ever since moving home I'm like I don't don't want to move anywhere else like I love where I live I really appreciate all four seasons because that was something else that was major for me yeah it became like little things we didn't realize I, like, I missed the snow yeah like the holidays it was it's something we both love and enjoy and like there was just no joy there because we felt like it's not Christmas it's like 70 degrees out like there's no family around like the gas prices were like sky high yeah I just yeah overall it was just yeah it didn't work for us unfortunately <laughs> So we came back home. Yeah, I honestly just, I think it was probably like a month or two ago. I literally had a nightmare that we had decided to move back to California. And I kept being like in the nightmare. I'm like, why did we move back here? Like, we know, <laughs> we hate it here. We don't, we shouldn't. Why did we leave so good? A little PTSD there. Yeah, but it was, I guess so great though. It was weird. It's funny. So considering you both have style, hairstyling experience, do you guys do each other's hair? Or are you like, no, we're, we're yeah. leaving that to somebody else to do our hair. No. So we have, so okay. I have cut E's hair many times. She she's, actually mostly cuts her own hair. hair. Okay. Yeah. I'll color it for E has lots of gray. Don't tell anyone. Well, you um, don't see any. <laughs> you go. Um, so I color her hair for her all the time. She cuts her own hair and then vice versa. I have let her color my hair, but she knows this. 
if I'm being honest, she's been out of it for a while. It takes way too long and I'm super impatient. So yeah. I hate getting my own hair done. I like doing other people's. I, I'll do it because I'm like, okay, if you don't have anybody else to do it, I'll do it. Like not a big deal. But at the same time, you just have to know, like, I don't yeah. do this anymore. Yeah. Like, it's going to take a minute. Yeah. It definitely throws me back to like my instructor days. I'm like, okay, she's like a student learning again. So, and I'm just like <laughs> sitting there forever. So I just have some of the girls at my salon do it for me. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I do cut my own hair. Yeah. yeah. What what are your suggestions for this? What, what's going on? <laughs> what like? Well, uh, you need to come with this It's time. Yeah, you got some natural curl in there. It's a yeah, mess. It looks I have so like much thick. of it. You have thick hair. Yeah, you. Can it, tell you it's have a lot super of fine, but I have a ton of it. A lot of it. A lot of it. I'll see, and I'm the same way. I'm like yeah. super fine. I have no hair, so I have like a little twelve year old ponytail going on. You see, there's like no hair here. It's like yeah, I'm a child. I can't do like my braids are like this big, you know, they're super oh, fat. So yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> always, you always want what you don't have, right? Exactly. Exactly. You do have pretty hair though. Thank you. It's getting there. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, I think I'm almost 50. I probably need to cut it because it's kind of long. My, my, when it, you know, my <laughs> daughter, she's 16. She's like, mom, your hair's getting a little too long now. Like <laughs> old people can't have people. Hair. I'm like, thanks. I would say there's no rules. It's just whatever I, makes I you agree. feel good. <laughs> there's no rules my clients ask me all the time like at a certain age should I have a certain length or should I change the color and I'm like no whatever makes you feel good about you like there's no rules yeah yeah my problem is I loved I went icy blonde a couple years ago loved it but it ravaged my hair like oh, yeah, it was sure. just falling out well, and little maybe things yeah bleach is the worst thing it just is yeah. the worst chemical and it was like done it was do done over hair. like three different times so it was done yeah, pretty sure. you know um conservatively but and I loved it, but oh man, it was bad. You can, I mean, with yeah. the right, because there is technology now, like in like hair color and stuff like that, where you can actually rebuild the bonds in the hair while it's bleaching it. Well, there oh, is, really? yeah. So there's ways, yeah, there's like additives now that you can like add to bleach that are better, but still over yep. time, like bleach is still bleach. And like so there's, yeah. Okay, okay, <laughs> there you go. I'm telling you right now, I mean, I know that obviously people, everybody thinks I'm biased, but she is amazing at what she does. She does beautiful work. Thanks, babe. Yeah. And she's constantly booked. So it's like, <laughs> it's hard to get in with her. That's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. It is thing a good sure. thing. Do you love this topic of conversation, Scott? I know. I'm just thinking. I was literally thinking the same thing. Well, I'm just thing. sitting here thinking, like, what could I do with my hair? <laughs> hey, I got you because that was my specialty. I love being in the room. So you come up too, and I'll hook you up. Yeah. I actually love E's hair. Like, I love I that length. If I could get mine long enough thing. without like going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I've had you that hair haircut too. E. I've had that hairstyle before too. Did you? Oh my god. Oh yeah. I've gone no, way, short, so way short, way yeah. short. Um, all right. The 2018 documentary behind the scenes, the CrossFit games oh, yeah. is being made right now. Oh gosh. That was the <laughs> one yeah, CrossFit games that you that were went to. At. How do you feel so about long. that? Well, it's so funny because like, uh, it's the year oh, they decided to like yeah, X out all media. Good year, and I'm like, and then everything happened, you know, that went kaput after like no more regionals and cutting all the media. And I was like, of course, like the one year that I was actually there. But um, so I, I am interested to see how it's gonna go. Like, I mean, the story's probably gonna be like Laura Horvath and how, you know, she was such a crazy good rookie. And then um, there were some other things that happened that year, and they're probably talking about the marathon row, and they'll make it a big deal about like. It had never been done before or something like 
that'll be interesting to see how that one goes. Yeah, it, that'll be good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious to know. Um, did you have a chance to watch the games this year? Follow coverage at all, or oh, mm-hmm. oh yeah, totally. and all that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, a question for you: You saw the check-in process, right, with Noble, and everyone had their lockers and they're getting their stuff, yeah. and that was really that cool. That was pretty cool. Talk to us a little bit about what that was like in 2018 and specifically the piece where you don't typically wear the booty shorts and the mm-hmm, crop no. tops and all that. So I'm sure there were some were conversations. I'm curious to know if those conversations happened prior to arriving at the games or if that was like a game day thing that they had to, you know, like pivot on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just, yeah, because I remember having- It was very similar. Reebok had it set up very similar where you enter in the lockers and all that. The setup was very similar to Nobles. I mean, it's hard to know that because all we saw was pictures. Well, yeah, but it looked very similar. <laughs> but I mean, so you go in and you have like a person and they give you all your yes, stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try yeah, it yeah, on. Yeah. 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 So they like, um, so after regionals, once you found out that you're top so many, they will take your sizes right then and there, like your top and your bottom, and they'll have you try on a few things because they want to have some stuff ready for you when you arrive that you can try on. Um, so I remember right then at regionals, uh, I just was like, Hey, I'm probably going to wear some of this, but not all of this. Um, and they were so cool. They didn't even question it. They were just like, okay, like, how about we just don't do either any of those things that you don't like. And we'll just add a few more of the ones that you do like. And Mm -hmm. I was like, that would be perfect. Um, so they did help me out then and there. And then when I arrived in Madison, um, they had my box set up and so you go in and you try on your things and same thing I just was like these are the things I do like these are the things I don't like and she was very nice about um because there was like a swimsuit that I was like there's a one piece that I will not wear and she was like well we could get you like um, no you kept the one piece I kept you it, got rid of all the bikini because <laughs> well, they weren't going to take yeah. it back it has your name for it well yeah so she was like so you're not going to wear this and I was like no but so they gave me I was like, usually when I swim, honestly, I'm in like shorts. And so they gave me a pair of like the men's shorts and like, I just wore a sports bra, like I usually do. And like a pair of the men's shorts and swam. Um, and what, what are some other things? They, I mean, their sports bras were reprinted for me. So I didn't get rid of those, but I didn't wear a lot of them. Cause like, I don't really like the spaghetti strap and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I just did, remember they, they threw into me. like some of the like they gave you those long men's ones that were, they were specifically the men's. They were like, well, you can have these two. And they just ran and grabbed them. So the two things that they gave me, one, they gave me like uh, more of like a men's cut tank top because the women's tank top was like a racer back and it was like cut in the back a specific way. And it was like super tight. The men's was just like a regular tank top and a little looser fitting. And I remember wearing it and yeah, like, it became um, like a debacle a little bit. Like some of the other girls were like, how did you get that kind of like, tank top cut? What, what tank top is that? And I was like, oh, it's just like men's tank top. They're like, oh, we should get those. Like, what is this? What are, you know? And I was just like, oh, like, oops. Yeah, I don't know. This is, this is what they gave me. So, and then for my, they gave me like um, uh, a, another jacket for like the opening ceremony because the one they gave me was like super like cut for like just your form. And they gave me more of like a looser fitting like jacket. Yeah, so they were really good about it. They were it. very good about it. Yeah, they were very nice about it. And like, um, it was with me and there was no questions and they got me what I needed. So that was pretty cool. Awesome. Good. So we'll jump to uh, the big news. The stuff that, the, the cliffhanger oh, yeah. that you had us on last time. I don't even know if it made it to air, but we were talking afterwards when we, when we turned the cameras off and you're like, there's something going on. I can't really talk about it. You know, I don't want to say, but maybe I'll be done this spring. And uh and you are now. testing now. 
to become an EMT? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I didn't want to say because I wasn't so sure about how many people would listen to the podcast or if it would be anybody from the jail that would listen. And I wasn't Uh, so sure if I wanted to say something like almost a year in advance, you know, um, cause it's, there's, it's a terrible rumor mill where I work. (laughs) Um, so, but yeah, so when I was talking to you, I was still in school and Mm -hmm. I just finished school. What, like two weeks ago, Mm -hmm. two weeks ago, I took my like psychomotor skill test and then like their written test which I was so stressed out about but I did really good and I passed and then um I did a couple ride-alongs and we the ride-alongs I did was with one of our fire departments um with one of the paramedics that worked so that was really cool and now the only thing that's left for me to do is my uh NREMT which is the national registry so you can be like yeah officially certified and seen through the nation basically so then you have like that behind you. And then, you know, if you ever move anywhere, but congratulations. Um, thank you. Yeah. I'm super excited. So just that one last piece. And then after that, like, it'll just be applying and, um, people do know at the jail now that I'm looking to, uh, apply and become a firefighter. So that's really what I really want to do. Um, so it's not a secret anymore. So we can talk about it. <laughs> But it is cool because I get to use some of the skills that I've learned in my EMT class at the jail because we're constantly running up to calls on different floors for, you know, chest pains or somebody's having a seizure or something like that. So it's really right. cool that I know um, what I'm doing or what I'm looking for so I can help out with like the nursing staff that's there. So I can play like CO slash like EMT, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Now, is your certification like a BLS? Yes. So it's just, yep, just a BLS. Okay. Yep basic life support yeah, eventually. does that how does it work there because I know here um in Delaware if uh, like if I were to call 911 with a medical emergency um there's local firehouses you know that would dispatch you know their ambulance um with their BLS people their EMTs and then they'd also call like in the county there's paramedics right that are okay. ALS advanced life support that would come as well sort of yep. you know to make sure that everything was under control is that similar to how it works where mm-hmm. you are yeah, it's the same. So we have the fire department and then we also have what we call AMR, um, which is the, the private like ambulance service here. Um, okay. So usually dispatch will, they will dispatch possibly both because a lot of times fire will show up with AMR because AMR is the transport. Mm-hmm. And then um, somebody's going to have a paramedic. There might be a paramedic riding with the ambulance or they might have a paramedic that's hanging out with the fire department that day. Okay. Um, and then the paramedic might have to jump in the ambulance and like ride to the hospital possibly and then get picked up later by the fire department. Awesome. So what kind of time frame are you looking at? Yeah, yeah, it does for sure. I, okay. I actually, I want to tell you a story. I had a client whose husband had chest pain. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to put your, put your skills to the test here. So <laughs> okay. husband has chest pain. He has a history of um, blockages. Okay. He's, he's like seeing a cardiologist. He's takes baby aspirin every day. You know, he has a, he has a heart history. Um, high blood pressure. No, not necessarily. He's just come from, um, gardening. He was gardening outside and he's got chest pain and his upper back is bothering him. He passes out. He's all clammy. She calls 911. Um, the EMTs come, the paramedics come, the EMTs assess him say that he's got probably just a muscle pull because his arm, his arm wasn't sore or, or there wasn't pain radiating down his arm and he wasn't nauseous. And they said, What's men that? usually 
if they're having a heart attack, you know, their arms or whatever. They called off the paramedics. <gasps> oh my gosh. Oh Crazy. no. Did they take his vitals or anything? Like was he vitals. getting enough oxygen? They took his what, vitals. Did he still have chest pain? Not, yes. He was having chest pain the whole time. They did not do an EKG because they can't, right? The, the paramedics right. can only do that. Yeah, they, they called, called off the paramedics. <laughs> They refused to go to the local hospital. They wanted to go to the hospital. We live um, right on the border of Pennsylvania and this was a, in Delaware, but there's hospitals like 10 minutes away in Pennsylvania and that's where his doctors were and he wanted to go there and they wouldn't take him there. So they helped him to the car so she oh could God. take him to Pennsylvania. He signed the, the thing like, you know, refuse service basically. He got to his so hospital. He did he? Well, kind of. Didn't they want? They told him he was having a muscle pain. They told him he, he pulled a muscle. Yeah, probably so having he, like he vagina was, or something like that. He ended up having a 100% blockage of whatever artery runs back here. And yeah, he went God. like immediately to the cath lab and had a stent put in. Yeah. So there's something called... <coughs> Don't ever <angina>. do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I wouldn't. Like that's crazy to me. There's something also called unstable angina when it's... That's probably where it's progressed. But so... Um, it's usually like you, your arteries start to get blocked. And because of that, like you have less blood flow and because of less blood flow, if you're, if you're doing something like up and moving around, your heart needs more of the oxygen, right? Cause you're, you're moving your muscles. Well, because there's a slight blockage in, in one of the, the, wherever, you know, your arteries, that blood can't get through and it causes you, it can cause you to pass out. Like if you're not getting enough blood and, um, it can make you feel like you're having a real heart attack because you will get that pain because you're not getting enough oxygen. So that's stable angina. Mm -hmm. And, but then you can have unstable angina, I believe. And, and so that's where like something like that could happen or just like, maybe they, you rest them. You, you say, Hey, sit down for a second. Like, why don't you rest? Cause I believe stable angina, you will, it will go away with rest. But if you have the person sit down with unstable angina, it won't go away it'll still be painful. And now they're not having a full heart attack yet, but those are big, those are kind of like big red flags. Like you need to go get sure. checked out. There's probably something, you could have a heart attack in the future kind of thing. So I'm just surprised that they didn't want to take him. Yeah, well, luckily he's fine, um, you know, and he'll okay. make a full recovery, but that was a scary, I mean, That's they were, the, the paramedics were literally in her driveway. Like she went out to the paramedics to like bring them into the house and they're like, oh, we just got called off, you know, see you later. And she's like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah weird that's so crazy i will not do that. <laughs> <laughs> so usually Teresa. i would just talk them into going to the hospital anyways right just, exactly let's just make sure, well, just yeah, make sure. my client knows now like you insist on an ekg no matter what you know and whoever needs to give that sure. to you you wait for them to show up <laughs> there you go yeah. so quick question for Teresa. when we had eon last time she talked about her journey through all of her jobs and and how <laughs> stressful the jail had become so you have been with her on that journey. How mm -hmm. proud of yes. you are, you, how proud of her are you after she's done all this? Yeah, I mean, really proud. So it's, it's hard, you know, to really articulate too. Cause again, I think people think like, oh, she's your wife. Of course you are. But there seriously is not a more determined and hardworking person in my life besides E. Like she really is so inspirational with all the stuff that she does. It's incredible. Like I don't, I know in my career, I've had times where I've worked crazy hours and, you know, pushing the gun, you know, burn the candle at both ends and you get through it. But there are times that I look at her and I'm like, I don't know how you're functioning right now. Like there's so much overtime and then school and then the 
the season of the CrossFit games training that we did. I mean, I literally, I'm, I blown away. I don't know how she does it with a job. I say it all the time. I mean, just comparing different athletes to when they're doing it full-time as a job versus someone who has a full-time job and doing it. It's just like night and day difference. And yeah, I can't even express how proud I am of her for all her accomplishments. It's, it's unreal, the stuff that she does. And, and like I said, the word is determination. She is so determined to better herself. That's where it comes from. And honestly, we literally just joked after the CMT thing, we've been, <laughs> our inside joke is like trying to level up, like she's been trying to level, level up, in, up life. in life. And so I literally looked at her and was like, I'm going to need you to stop leveling up after this. Like we need a break. Because... I was like, I might need to learn Spanish. No, I was like, I think I said that. I was like, maybe it's my turn to level up. Like I've just been doing hair for a long time. And I haven't, I mean, I've done a lot in my career too, but I've been the last five years just behind the chair, which is the first time I've been just behind the chair in my whole career. And so I'm like, maybe I need to do something. And I said that, like, I think I want to learn a new language. So maybe it's time for me to level up or something. And so we just like joked about that. But I mean, that won't happen. I mean, she's going to keep moving towards things and, and keep going keep forward. So. Learn a new language. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm super proud of her. She's yeah, it's crazy. I mean, and I've always said too, like even on the CrossFit side, like CrossFitters are nuts. Like the things they do, it's crazy. Yeah, honestly, that's, I mean, I guess, um, honestly, I'd love to like try to make it back to the CrossFit games, but each year goes by and I get older and older and I'm like, okay, maybe and when I'm a master. Right, and then these 21 year olds come up and just crush life. (laughs) 19 year olds. But I don't think people realize just how hard it was for me to even make it in 2018. And it just took so much out of me, like between work and then trying to train all the time that I wasn't at work. Like I work all like, (laughs) I don't even like this last two weeks, the overtime at the jail has been so bad. So in like the 10 days that I work, I work seven days of overtime. And most of the time it's staying late into the morning hours, which is like, I don't get home until like 4am. And then I'm still trying to get up and like possibly hit a workout, but I feel awful. Like um, this is the most we have seen each other literally right now yeah. in this podcast in like the last three weeks. Yeah, I told you. So I was like, <laughs> I feel like we're in a long distance relationship because I haven't seen you like in two weeks. Yeah, we just like pass in the night. I think people think we over-exaggerate, but I'm like, no, legitimately we just pass in the night. Like it's just yeah. crazy. So do you, do you anticipate then that this new role perhaps will give you a little more free time? I mean, yeah, so that, presumably that was kind of, Sorry. That was kind of the idea. So probably like three years into working in the jail, I was like, I can't do this and continue to try to like compete the way that I want to compete. I was like, I need more time. And so we had talked then about me possibly becoming like a firefighter because the schedule is a little bit better, but it's also civil service work. And I feel like it could actually be helping people because that's something that's really important to me. Um, So that is kind of what we're hoping for. But then it was kind of like, well, I can either try to transition my career, which is going to pull me away from CrossFit, like Mm -hmm. I did this year, because I have to use any extra time I have to do school, or I can just try to do CrossFit and still work at the jail. And it just has proven very, very difficult for me. Um, And so with the whole COVID and the lockdowns and everything, it was kind of like, maybe this is like the perfect time because I don't know what. And CrossFit was still kind of like finding its new way, you know, these last few years. So I was like, maybe this is a good time for me to try to better myself on the career end and just try to maintain my fitness and, and kind of stuff, stuff like that, basically. And 
Yeah, I mean, and you're like always going to be a competitor. I'm always going to want to compete. I just don't know what it's going to look like I mean, in the future. Yeah, I'm going to give everything I have, but like I said, you just don't. And like, I mean, again, saying like I'm so proud of her, but we're also realists, and we talk a lot about, you know, she did so well at her first games and making it and stuff. But we also are very aware that she is not a top five elite athlete. Like this is not her career, and yeah. so I think that that changes like how much you know, give and take. And so that was just the hard conversation. Like, babe, you take a year off to get the schooling done and you stop training kind of, cause there has to be some give somewhere. And then hopefully you can pick it back up and see what happens. So that was our plan. We just felt that that was the best pathway. And I'm not going to lie. The, uh, I, my, I, yeah, it was very difficult for me. I almost was a little bit depressed, like, like going training. through school and not sure because I've always been an athlete and I've always been a competitor and that's something like I identified myself with. Um, and so to now not be a competitor anymore, it just felt like a piece of me was missing and I just didn't know how to feel about that. And I was like constantly praying, like, just please help me. Cause I, you know, I want to be doing these things, but I know that this is better for me. And I feel, um, in a better headspace now, but it took me a while to realize like, you know, I'm more than that. I'm not just that. And that God, thank you for giving me the ability to be a good competitor and always being like very athletic. It was something natural that did come to me, <clears throat> but I feel like maybe that's supposed to be, it could just need to be a hobby for me. And maybe your purpose for me was, is to do this, is to help people medically in order to, you know, to be mm -hmm. a good firefighter, to be, you know, to be there and keep in people's greatest need of time kind of thing so yeah well how it was, old a, it was a good yeah. little break yeah how old will you be for the 2023 season what 23 so not this next season so in 2023 mm -hmm. i'll be 34 that's two years okay because you know you could always come to the master's fitness collective in fort wayne indiana in next october <laughs> they have a 30 to 34 division you could clean up Ooh. that one <laughs> <laughs> you're giving me too much credit. i don't know there might be some really good people there well, I, think I mean, E, she likes to think, she says that like, oh, I don't know. And you know, what's the future is going to hold, but I am, I'm telling you right now, she will be back in some capacity. Like, I don't know what that looks like either exactly yet, but she's, it's just not in her bones to sit back and not compete. Like there will be, you know, something and we'll figure out how that goes. But honestly too, it was like a good break for us too. I feel like financially, like all the travel was really hard was and hard. it was just a lot during all the crazy of like, the because after after the games the next year was with all the sanctionals like going to all those too I mean that was just it was it was crazy if I'm being honest it was just yeah nuts. and your body <laughs> probably needed a break you know most people mm -hmm. push through injuries and and it sets them back even further so you might yeah, actually yeah, be set probably, up perfectly yeah it's probably the best thing that happened to my shoulder I was yeah, yeah overtraining shoulder. I think and I messed up my shoulder some and it's I don't know yeah it's, it's never really been yeah, the same but um it's it's a lot better now um Good. but you're right like I, I feel like taking a step back has allowed me to be like you know I can get a lot of fitness done in like an hour and a half I don't need to like <laughs> do like three hours because I used to be like it's it's all about like getting every single piece in you know and now I'm like if I can get like a little bit of strength in with a good like intense workout or like what or maybe I need to go a little longer with less intensity like I still feel like I was making progress which was very interesting because I didn't know I could do that the, the joke in our gym right now is that we meet with a group of friends on Saturdays to all work out together and everyone's like geez E like 
you're so fast now at warming up. Like the joke <laughs> is she used to be so long to like warm up. And then it was like, okay, I'm ready for the Metcon, but I need like three primer rounds. And all of us are just like, come on, we're like ready to go. And so now everyone's like, I only got, no. I got 15 minutes because usually only get an hour and a half because I got to do school and all that stuff. Yeah. So the joke is like, oh, she's really picked up the pace as far as like how quickly <laughs> it takes her to get going. <laughs> well, hopefully you can spread some of that fitness to your firefighter friends too. Cause I know that, you know, that's a, that's yeah. can be a concern sometimes in that profession profession for some of those folks. Um, yeah. And regardless of what you do, I hope you always give us a reason to want to talk to you. Um, because <laughs> this has been a really fun hour as expected. Um, and we're for so sure. glad we got a chance to talk to Teresa as well. Um, we'll definitely yeah, have you guys thanks back for having me. as things progress and, you know, whatever you're up to, we're interested in. Yeah, for sure. Sounds good. It's, a, cool. it's been a pleasure talking to you guys and getting to know you too. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks thank you guys. Yeah, yeah. This was awesome. Thank you guys. Enjoy your time yeah. together. Yeah. Thanks totally. you guys. Okay. Have a good rest we're of the day. <laughs> you are a win. Tuesday. We leave on Tuesday. Oh, fantastic. We got two weeks of vacation. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, we're I taking expect, a much deserved vacation for this year. I expect lots of stories on Instagram then, please. Oh, yeah. Keep me posted. I'm sure there will be. <laughs> All right, I do thank you to, guys. I do have to tell you a personal thank you. Um, when you guys talked about your, uh, your faith and your sexuality, that's something my daughter is struggling with every day right now and she really needed to hear what you guys had to say oh um, good and i think that that's super important for people yeah i totally. do too. yeah i get a lot of questions about it so i did want to say that just for those people yeah god so, god loves everybody yep god loves you and he wants he just wants you to come home <laughs> i love it yeah thank you so right. much cool yeah yep. you're welcome all right thanks Steve. thanks, thanks so we'll talk soon bye, bye. Thank you. okay bye, bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends in partnership with The Morning Chalk Up. Please consider giving us a five-star rating and leaving us a review. It really helps our podcast. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.